I'm Gina Livy, and welcome to my podcast. That's not just about weight loss. It's about losing your weight in a way where you never have to look back. I'm going to talk in finally and forever. The podcast itself is a collection of Facebook Lives for my 91-day weight loss program that if you're following along, it's going to give you great insight and information on maximizing your efforts. We also include amazing guest interviews where we're not afraid to have real conversations and break it down. And of course, I'll be weighing in on a variety of topics. I mean, anything and everything weight loss related. The podcast itself is hosted on Acast, but it's available on all platforms like the one you're listening to right now, Spotify, Apple, and also Amazon Music. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Weigh In Wednesday, where we discuss all things maintenance related. Joining me today is Kim, who is the manager of our weight loss groups. Odette, who is the manager of our maintenance groups. And our special guest today is no stranger to our weight loss program, Julie DeRoche. She is actually one of our program specialists who work in both of these groups. Uh, Down 20 pounds, you did two groups, hit your goals, spring, summer 2022, so a year ago at this point. Use the Fall 22 program to solidify. You are now testing the waters. You feel very in tune, but still learning about patterns. You are coming to us live from Woodstock, Ontario, and you are a retired teacher who was once in a commercial about education. So if you're not so retired because you're working for us. <laughs> no, not so retired anymore. Just as happy in my new job. <laughs> I love it. Okay, let's get right into it. Um, we have an ambitious list of topics. Self-talk, lowest low, limiting food choices, people's reactions, aha moments. Odette, what are we starting with today? I know that's a full, full list today. We've had some pretty good um, questions and comments come up this week. So let's start right away. Yeah, definitely self-talk. So we put this post up on Monday and it was about facing your fear and 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 um, doing the thing anyways. And we had a comment on there saying, I really noticing that my fear is coming from my self-talk. That's where it's coming from. And I was thinking like this talk, this negative self-talk is really shaping our perspective on, you know, are we going to be successful? Or are we not going to be successful? So I really wanted to get everybody's like, just let's just hash this out. Like, where's that self-talk coming, negative self-talk coming from? And how do we you know, turn it down and kick it to the curb. Who wants to go first, Kim? <clears throat> sure, I'll go first. I love negative self-talk. <laughs> it's, yeah, that you know, it's a tough one because it's so ingrained in some of us for so long. And I think it's maybe something, I don't know if it's a thing with society or a culture that we start and we start there so much. Have we always been this way? How do we break the cycle? And I think the work that we're doing now as adults on ourselves can really benefit, you know, like our kids and people moving forward in trying to break those habits. But for me, I think a lot of it, I agree, it is self-talk. Like you can be so excited about something, so made it motivated and so pumped up 
and you get one little idea in your head that might give you, you know, a little bit of wariness or cause a little bit of concern, or you see a little bit of hole in your plan. And all of a sudden, all of our attention gets focused on that one little thing. And that's sort of where we can, um, you know, you can't see all of the amazing things that are happening because you see that. So um, yeah, I think it definitely can have an effect on it. Is it, is it, is it, is it self-talk? Because I think self-talk can be a positive thing. I think, I mean, I think that we're taught from a young age that people who talk to themselves are crazy people. You see people on the street and they're talking to themselves at least back in the day. Now that everyone's got those ear pods or whatever that, you know, they literally are talking to real people, but I talk to myself all the time. Like I'm, you know, like if you see me in the car, I'm talking out loud. Tony and I have had to work out the difference between when I'm talking to him and when I'm just talking to myself because self-talk can also pump yourself up. Okay. I got this. I'm good. I'm safe. I'm in a calm space. So is it self-talk in general in which turn up the volume on that? I'm all about that. Cause you know, someone's trying to tell you something and that someone is you, or is it, is, or, or is it self-criticism? Is it criticism? It's, is it the negative self-talk specifically mm-hmm. Because I think it can work both ways. In one sense, it can be very useful for pumping yourself up. And then, and does this come down to the, you know, Dr. Beverly capture, cancel, correct technique where we recognize that we're doing it. So that's a, a win, you know, is the reality that I'm a loser and a failure and whatever, or am I amazing? Cause I'm still working towards myself and then canceling it and recognizing how much of it that is is habit. Okay, Julie, you've been through the programs. Where are you at? Do you have a, a more positive dialogue happening in your head or do you still struggle? Oh, no. it's I, I'm so happy. <laughs> I don't want to start crying again because every time I'm happy, I start to cry. I just know. Uh, like, and it, and it, it took some time for sure. I, I don't think I really realized how often I spoke negatively to myself. And then uh, I, I forget where I saw, but it was a few years ago. And then it said, Someone said, um, you wouldn't, you would never say that to your best friend. Why would you say that to yourself? Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's so true. I would never say that to anyone. Why am I saying it to myself? And then I started to point it out. Like like a friend said something negative about themselves. I'd say, don't talk, don't talk about my friend like that. And then you just bring that awareness around. And I think it started with that. And, uh, and then during COVID, like everyone, I, I got lost. I was sad. I was depressed. I didn't know where we were going to go. And I discovered yoga. And and I think for me, not just the movement, but it's the thinking that goes along with yoga. And it is the self-love that goes with that. And then when I found you, I was like, the language is the same. Mm-hmm. It was the same. And my daughter actually pointed that out to me. She said, do you notice that it's the same? And I said, yes, because it's all about tending to the inside as well as tending to the outside. So yeah, I find it's it's way way less negative talk now, and I and I love Dr. Beverly's three C's. I, I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. So is it deeper than just the three C's, like capture, cancel, correct, Odette, or is it go? Is it tied to that self love? Like that's deep. That's a whole other level, right? Does yeah. your self talk reflect your love for yourself, or just the habit of talking negatively? Yeah, I think it could be a combination of both. I think it's hard to love yourself when you have been saying these negative things to yourself all the time. And I, and, you know, I think it's something that you have to work on. You do have to catch it and you do have to correct it in the moment. And I remember this is years and years ago, and I didn't even remember how I related to it then, but if we all remember Winnie the Pooh and someone said to me, you can either be Eeyore or you can be Tigger. 
And when you think of those two characters and, and if you can think of, you know, that, that Eeyore, the donkey is always like slow and down and he just had this energy about him. And then you've got this Tigger who talks to himself, like, it's going to be a great day. I've got this. I'm going to do this. And it's almost like what you say to yourself is what you're going to believe. You know, I can do this. I'm not going to be a failure. I am working on it. Not I'm behind. I'm never going to get there. And I think that's where that self-love is going to come from is when you're reinforcing it and saying those positive things every, you know, as much as you can to yourself. Yeah, I completely agree. But what is it, what you think, what you do and what you say, right? And I think mm-hmm. it's just much bigger than just what you're saying. It also has to align with what you're doing and, you know, obviously also what you think about yourself. I think you can utilize negative or not negative. You can utilize self-talk to your advantage. I think if you look at it as a message, what, what's the message here? What am I, what am I saying to myself? I notice whenever I'm, I'm dealing with something, I keep repeating the same thing over and over, like the same thought, the same, keep saying the same thing. I use the same words. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. I have an issue with this. Once I recognize it and have this aha moment, then Mm -hmm. I can kind of helps me work through it. I think a lot of times I think it's subconscious. What's coming out of us is an opportunity to work through it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being, you know, trying to see the positive and the negative. I'm, I I see it as a good thing. If you're talking to yourself, that's a good thing. Whether it's negative or positive, I think that's where you have to look at that. Yes. My husband and I are exactly like you and Tony. When you were that, I was like, are you kidding me? We just had that conversation this morning. Are you talking to me? You're talking to yourself or you're talking to Google? Who are we talking to? (laughs) (laughs) Here's a comment from one of our members. Self-talk is giving myself a pep talk has been key over the last year, right? Like, I think Mm -hmm. you just have to recognize, okay, am I just being hard on myself? You know, am I just, you know, feeling my feels and trying to, or am I like, what's going on with this negative, for lack of a better word, Mm self-talk? Like, if I'm afraid of something and I'm fearful, okay, what's that about? Like, I don't, I think the talk is just the messenger. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, what am I, what am I fearful about? Like, are you saying I can't do this? I'm scared. Well, why am I scared? Why do I think I can't do this? Rather than be like, why am I thinking so negatively? Maybe it's like, you know, it's why am I thinking this? You know, yes, it's negative. Maybe it's positive. But why am I thinking this? Right? Why do I think I can't do it? You know, what am I afraid of? Rather than just being like, why am I so negative all the time? Well, it doesn't matter. What are you negative about? And what is there? for you to learn about that, I think is the message. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next topic, lowest low. Oh, so lowest low. So I know we have talked about this so many times <laughs> and I feel like it's one of those things that we just need to talk about again um, because we, it came up again in the, it came up in the group again about lowest low. And I just really want everyone to like bottom line, seeing your lowest low is not the goal. I mean, I know, that we love that number. We want to see that number. We're holding on to that number. But, you know, in terms of chasing it on the scale, we really want to go by how we're feeling and, and really tying reasons why we're not seeing our lowest low to like having real reasons. It's not because you're not, you know, following a food plan. It's not because, you know, you've had one minor indulgence. It's a really normal thing. And I really want us to talk about how we get over that? How do we, how do we believe that? Like, how do we, do we ingrain that, that that lowest low is really just, you know, a, a number on the scale and not something that we have to be tied to. 
Yeah. I mean, Julie, I know you've had fluctuations, right? And oh yeah, yeah. And I, I said the other day, I was like, I was so thankful, Gina, that when you said it is normal after you hit your lowest low to be anywhere from five to ten pounds above it, because I was, and I and I wasn't actively trying to get back down to my lowest low, but I was like, I I know what I'm going to, what the scale is going to say before I step on it. Like I know what it's going to say. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I know that where I'm at feels good. I feel good. Like I have a little mantra that we say with our granddaughters, you know, I, I feel good. I look good. I am good. And we just yeah. say that. right? And, and, and it's true. And so I think even for me, that lowest low was kind of scary. I'm like, that's a lot of pressure to try and stay at that. I don't want to feel that pressure. I just want to feel good and be healthy and live a life that is calm and, you know, filled with joy. And so knowing mm-hmm. that was just like a, it was a huge aha for me. It was a game changer. You know, we, you just said something that caused me an aha moment. People, we talk about what's your why, right? It's like your why is to have more energy and play with your kids and to do this and have you do all these things. I mean, I don't know that anyone's why is to hit my lowest low and stay there for the rest of my life. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that to, oh yeah, like that's not the goal. I know Kim, you're shaking your head. What do you got to say? Well, yeah, I think, you know, that for so many people, that is the goal through their weight loss process is to hit that number. So it's maybe changing that perspective that where do I look now, now that I'm not, and you do have to look inside, you have to look inside how you're feeling. I think maybe some experience of working through your maintenance and seeing that fluctuation and recognizing, you know, maybe I think there are some people that stop tracking their weight afterwards and different things. But I think the benefit in maintenance of doing it is that I am up 10 pounds. My pants still fit. I don't feel any different. And the more and Mm -hmm. more you see that, you see that that number doesn't really matter. And it's not a reflection of what's happening in your body. Some of us have had, you know, spent years trying to get to that number and to not kind of cling on to it, you know, might take a little bit of practice. Is it that they're so used to weighing themselves every day and picking, they're picking up on those fluctuations? Like, I'm just wondering, like, well, I mean, I'm trying to equate it to what people would have done before. Maybe they lost their weight, but then of course they're gaining it all back plus more every single time. Right. And that there's that, you know, that, 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 that memory of that, that the minute I eat anything or do anything, my weight goes up, it's just going to keep going up and up and up and up and up. Right. So, So I think it's that like that we have to normalize, you know, that your weight's going to fluctuate. And a lot of people are really surprised by that. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Like I I hear this. I see this question you added down here, Odette, from one of our members. Should I aim for five pounds lower so that fluctuations are okay? And so if my lowest low is 140, it would be totally normal to be sitting anywhere from 144, 148 while maintaining. I mean, yes, for like Mm -hmm. the same reasons why your weight will be up why you're trying to lose or the same reasons your weight will be up while you're trying to maintain. And the whole goal isn't to do weird shit after you're done losing weight to maintain it. And that includes trying to maximize everything you're doing every day. And if you want to do that, because when you were focused on managing your stress and your sleep and moving your body and drinking your water and take your supplements, you felt really amazing. Then to me, feeling amazing should be the goal. Not your body's mm-hmm. not picking out one solid number. It's not it's like people are like, well, what can I do about when it's hot? Well, nothing. You're, you're just like a stuffed sausage. In the heat, your body's going to 
expand, expand things, expand in the heat. There's nothing you can do about it. And same thing. Once you reach that lowest low, that's your number, but you're going to, you're, you're going to range between your set point is not one weight on like one mm-hmm. number. It's, it's a range, right? Um, I shouldn't be expecting to always sit at 140 question mark. Yeah, absolutely not. Unless yeah. you want to live a life where you're trying to see that every freaking day. And that's, to me, that's not the point. Right. That, no. That's, that's to me, that's way too much pressure. Like why, why? And I'm the only one who knows the number. Why? Yeah. I feel good. I look good. I am good. Like, why? Why would I want to do that to myself? Yeah. Yeah. Odette? And I, yeah, I remember, like, I remember too, like, stepping on the scale the first few times. You know, you see that, you see that lowest low. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is an amazing number. And then I didn't, I don't know if I've ever seen it again, maybe once or twice in how long is it? Over almost two years, right? It's, and, and, and it's, it, it, I understand that, you know, when we were so ingrained, like, you know, I've got to stay at this weight, I've got to stay at this weight, whether it's from past diet mentality or whatever it might be, you know, that's, we're putting so much um, stock into that number. It's really, yeah, it's putting that stock into that number. We've got to pull ourselves away from that. And it takes time. It's a scary place. Like if we don't have that telling us, it's almost like it comes right back to that trust issue again. If we don't have a scale telling us we're successful, then how how can we possibly know if we are? Yeah, it's not your your goal weight isn't a number. Your goal weight is how you feel. Mm-hmm. And if you here's to answer that question, if you feel like if you feel comfortable and confident at one forty then great. If you, if you, and your, or that fluctuation in between, and you say you hit 140, that's your lowest low. And it goes up to 144, 148. If you're still feeling confident and comfortable at that number, then you're good. You know what I mean? That it's not about, I think people should not make their goal about the number. I mean, that can be what you're aiming for, but I think it's just, I mean, we've had so many more conversations, so many conversations to know it's not that Mm -hmm. it's not that, you know, and if you're still questioning your weight, based on what's going on with the scale and not how you feel, chances are you're actually not done yet. You have more work to do, I think. I don't know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I think you do have more work to do. And it ties back like into that old you know, unfortunately, that diet mentality that you've been that you've believed for so long. And I think this, like goes into our next topic, limiting food choices, we had a member this week say um, that they still find themselves limiting their food choices when they're at the grocery store, or when they're Mm -hmm. going out, because they're still, they still have that label of bad for me foods and, and, and good for me foods. And where does this, where does this come from? You know, where we try and feel like, we talk about it and we've been trying to really reinforce like there's no good food and there's no bad food, but it's not that easy to just let it go. You know, are we tying these food choices to how we feel or are we tying these food choices to fear? 
So are we talking about not wanting to step outside of the food plan and what you've been eating to lose weight? Or are we mm-hmm. talking about wanting to go and indulge in the like those foods before? Is this like being afraid of fruit and being afraid of fat and those kinds of things? Because nothing drives me more crazy than I see someone that's like usually past clients and then they're like, oh my God, Gina, like I'm maintaining my weight two years now, still following the plan. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? You're still following the plan. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Two years maintaining your weight. What, fuck the plan. Why are you still following the plan? You know, um, or we hear people all the time. Well, I, I haven't added it. Add, I didn't add in any carbs. Like I'm afraid to. I mean, the whole point of losing your weight this way. So you can have the pizza and the pasta and you've already addressed why your body's feeling you need to store fat. So you want to add these in. Now, if you don't want to add them in or you recognize that eating them makes you feel like crap, like pasta never sits well with me. Pizza, pizza mm-hmm. never sits with me like I just every time I have it it never sits well with me and that that'll never ever ever change so for that reason I don't eat it a lot but if you're not eating the thing because of men your mentality thinking like I don't know I think that's the problem yeah you don't want to feel like you're gonna I, you don't want people to go away thinking okay I took all these things out during my whole weight loss journey here so now if I take put them back in I'm gonna gain weight because it really negates all the work you did on the program to get your body to a place where it can actually process those things better. Your digestion is working well. You have energy. And that's kind of what's getting missed when people are afraid to do that, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think it's conflicting and you're giving yourself conflicting information. Like you've worked so hard to get your body to where it is, you know, not just the way it looks and and how much it weighs, but the way that it works, you know, it's ready now if you wanted to you know, add in, a, add in an indulgence here and there, or go back to some foods that might be better for you seasonally or in the moment, you know, it's, you, you give yourself some credit that you, you have done the work and your body's ready for it. And that's that, that mind pull and of knowing, you know, I have done all this work, my body's ready for it, but I still, it's still a bad food and I can't put it in. So yeah, it's really, that's not, it's something to be thinking about for sure. And Julie, I don't know if you, did you find that? Were you hesitant to add foods in or test the waters? Yeah. My problem was I was ready to test everything. Like, go. (laughs) (laughs) My body loves this. I am good. Like, okay, let's bring it on. Right. Then it was like, back it up. (laughs) Because I I felt terrible. Like I just, my body's, I was felt awful. I thought, okay, no, I'm not used to, to this anymore. So, I mean, my daughter brought home this beautiful loaf of French bread from the market and we were there and she was like, we can't eat all this. Do you want some? I was like, yes, because I absolutely wanted it. I wanted it and I ate it and it was great. And then I just, you know, moved on with my day. It was, it was good. I didn't, I didn't want to say no. I wanted it. I think maybe what might happen is if people haven't had it for a while and they add it in and then they feel it, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, oh no, here we go. When the reality is you always felt like that when you ate the bread. You always felt like that when you had that thing. It doesn't mean that you're gaining weight back. It just it just means that you're in tune with how you're feeling. Um, There's a one of our members here. For me, I was stuck in what works during my my weight loss journey and a routine. Now I've added in some more items in and so glad I did. Yeah, you can't just keep doing what you did to lose the weight in order to maintain your weight. I mean, you can in a sense of where you're solidifying your weight. You want to maintain status quo. You don't want to be adding in anything new like 
and minimizing any stress on the body. But once you're, I guess it depends on what stage that you're in, because you do want to solidify your weight, minimize mm-hmm. the need to get back on track. And then really that's what testing the waters, I try, let's change the name to trusting and testing the waters, because that's where you're trying to get a handle on what maintenance looks like and feels like to you what what fluctuations are normal for you do you know how does it feel when you do have these foods not being terrified to add them in because you're going to gain weight back but how do you feel after having them like that's i think maybe that emphasis needs to be put on that stage right that's what testing the waters is and maybe you decide hey you know what like cookies i thought cookies were my jam and they're really not you know or i thought i was missing out on pizza and turns out I don't, I'm not, you know, like, I I think that's where that, that testing the waters it's meant there for a reason. And -hmm. if you just like, you're terrified to test the waters at some point, you're going to have the thing and you might as well do it within that safe space of actively, you know, working on maintenance, I think. Well, and you have to be mindful. I think when you're testing the waters that what are you doing about it? Not just Oh, I ate all these things. I ate all these things. Mm-hmm. And this feels gross. That feels gross. Be prepared to have to reel it back in and to do something about it. There is a process. You need to be mindful about it. Like, okay, I, this made me feel this way. My, you know, maybe my scale is creeping up because I've been doing this for three weeks now, test, yeah. testing pizza yeah. for three weeks straight. You know, mm-hmm. what are you doing about it? when are you kind of reeling it in and recognizing like, okay, that's not the best choice right now for what I yeah. want in my body. Yeah. And for me, right right around like Christmas time, right? Because I, you know, lost in the spring, solidified in the fall. Christmas came. I was like, let's test. And it was Christmas and I tested. And then in January, I was like, and we need to limit our tests now because you know how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) In that testing the water space, you can learn so much, right? Like like you learn so much while losing. Testing the waters, we learn so much. Some of it great and some of it not so great. Like, oh, right. I really did a number on myself here. Yeah. But now I know, yes. you know, that I don't <laughs> want to do that again. It's yeah. good to know what's not working for you. It's yeah. good to know what's not working for you. You got to test it out. Um, <laughs> also, let's just like not vis- vi- villainize food, right? I mean, that's just right. old. Right? Let's call a spade a spade and call it old diet mentality old diet mentality. And that's part of awareness, recognizing that, you know, you're going into that old diet mentality that can be part of falling back in old habits too, you know, Mm -hmm. fearful of this, fearful of that. And, you know, like always something to be learned from it, I think. So maybe it comes down to capture, cancel, correct. (laughs) With everything. everything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What do we got next? People's reactions. Villainizing food was a great Segway, actually. Thank you. Into people's reactions because we had a member saying that she's going out for um, dinner and she's around people socializing more. And, you know, she's saying no thank you to the foods that she doesn't want to have because it does, she doesn't feel good having them. She doesn't feel her best. And it got us thinking that, you know, people's reactions are not just during weight loss. They can continue. And it, it, it changes from, oh, you're on a diet to, oh, you're still on a diet. It's that still like you're still doing this, you're still having to do this. And I think really reshaping that into, I'm not, I'm not having to do it. I'm getting to do it. I'm getting to choose what makes me feel good. I'm not on a diet for the rest of my life. I'm doing things that are going to make me feel my best for the rest of my life. Right. For, For me, it's those things that I practiced and wanted to make my atomic habits 
they are who I am now. So now it's just me. That's how I am. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what I do. Like, it's just, it's who I become. It's not a still on a diet. Mm-hmm. I, I think everything's a test, including what people are saying to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you've lost your weight. You're working on maintaining your weight. And now you're living the life. Like who gives a fuck what people have to say? You know, mm-hmm. they, but it happens. Oh, come on. You're not having the donuts or is that all you're going to eat? Or, you know, and that might never stop. I think what's important here is what you say to other people is what you are saying to yourself and yeah. no, thanks. No, it, I mean, it looks delicious. I just, I'm not into it, you know, or mm-hmm. I don't think it all, always has to be because I'm on a diet or because I'm maintaining my weight. It's just because I don't want it and I shouldn't mm-hmm. have to explain it to anyone. Oh, it looks delicious. You enjoy, I'm going to pass on this one, you know, or you could just do the, you know, the, the white lie of like, Oh no, you know, like I'm just, I'm saving myself for the, whatever it is, or, you know, I think it comes down to people being, weird in their reactions and Mm -hmm. it's their own issues at the end of the day. Um, but I do think there's something to be said about when you're, you know, for everyone losing weight, people are so weird about it when you do lose your weight and everyone has something to say about it. And for Mm -hmm. everyone trying to eat healthy, they sure make it difficult for you when you want to try to be healthy. Do you know, I don't know if it's the same Mm -hmm. thing about alcohol, right? Like no one questions if you say, yes, I'll have a glass of wine. Oh, why are you drinking wine? You know, but if you say no, oh, what's wrong? You're not drinking wine. Like what? Why not? Come on. Mm -hmm. You're no fun. You know? Um, So I just think it's weird in general. I don't know. You know, where's this comment you have here? Wondering how people describe this to others in your circle, not in the program. Whenever I say no pasta, bread or wine for now, the response is always, is it low carb? I believe people try to fit it into a category glory for weight loss. I mean, yes, this particular, I think people need to try to understand it. So mm-hmm. people will say all the time, oh, your program is intermittent fasting. Cause we, you know, we tell people not to eat too late at night really. Cause it messes with your sleep and you know, breakfast is an option in the morning. Oh, is it low carb? Well, no, it's right carbs at right time. Then when we put a focus on protein and learning how protein and fat feed into our satiety hormones, oh, it's keto. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck off. It's none of those mm-hmm. things, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think I think people only know what they know and they don't know what they don't know. And that's what it comes down to, I think. Um, you know, yeah, when like, you're talking about the program. Yeah, like, is it low carb? Is it keto? Is it like, no, it's just the way that I'm choosing to eat now because that's how I feel. That's how I makes me feel good. Like, no, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. I, feel, I don't think people know this. They they no. don't, they could never imagine like that you're at this place where you could say no and really just not want it, that you're mm-hmm. calm around. Like, people just don't know. They don't understand how you can just not have the pasta and be okay with it or the pizza and not be okay. I think that's the problem. People just don't know because they haven't gone through the process. They They can't even understand how you can just be okay with only eating that portion when you're legit full. I'm full. How can you be full? Because they would be starving. (laughs) I remember that from when my, I think it was my first or second group that of weight loss, where you had said that you're going to get to the point where you can be in a room full of all of these favorite treat foods and not be interested. And you do at the beginning of it, you're thinking like, yeah, right, Gina, like I'm never going to turn down X food. But I remember the moment when I first was in there and I was at a social event at a friend's house and there was like all of the little snackies and desserts and drinks. And I think I drank some club soda with lime because I was driving. So I wasn't drinking that night. And I 
ate some of the veggies and a little bit of the charcuterie tray. And I love chips, but at that moment, I didn't. It's not that I was saying like, no, I'm not going to have them. They're unhealthy. Maybe I want chips next week. But that yeah. moment, mm -hmm. I didn't want them. So I wasn't tempted by anything else. And it is a pretty amazing feeling. And I think a lot of people don't get that, that you would want to go in and you have this option because they really look at what they're feeling like having themselves and maybe a little bit of like, oh, maybe I should be having a salad too. If they see you ordering a salad at a mm -hmm. restaurant, or maybe I shouldn't be eating those foods too, because you're eating them. And I think there's a little bit of self-reflection and it's unfortunate because we shouldn't be judging ourselves based on what everybody else is eating either. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the pro comes down to the program. It's hard to describe how we're losing weight because there's so many working parts to it. And I think it's hard to describe how you get to this place where you're feeling calm and confident around food, you know, especially when it comes to your food. So everybody's doesn't, isn't that what everybody's chasing, you know, mm -hmm. to lose weight yeah. in a sustainable way where they're calm around food at the end of the day. Well, that's why you just got to say, Hey, sign up for the living method. Um, we, this is our time. I can't believe we blew through uh, most of those topics. We missed the one on aha, which I thought, you know, I'd love to talk about that next time. Um, yeah. Odette, what do we have uh, final words and what do we have coming up uh, this week? Uh, well, final words. I, I just want to reflect on this week. If you, if we didn't get a chance to listen to Dr. Linka, I mean, she was, I mean, beyond, wasn't she? She was just, she was beyond. And I'm so excited that she was here for our members and that she's going to come back and, and talk to us again um, next week. So next week on weigh in, we're going to do a really great recap of the last year. I mean, it's, we've had an amazing 52 weeks um, because of our members and we've evolved so much. So I can't wait to just sit down next week and talk some stats Maybe we'll have some wine and uh, yeah, we're just gonna have a great combo and just reflect back on the last, on the last year. It's not that we're going anywhere, but it's always nice to reflect <laughs> back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has been a year. Um, and we've, we have learned a lot over a lot. the past year. I'm sure Julie, you have learned a lot about maintenance just from, you know, being in, being in the maintenance groups and, and whatnot. And we are, we're going to be making some changes that we're pretty excited about. We think that uh, you guys will be excited about them too. It's going to be our last way in Wednesday, I think, because we're rolling into the summer, right? We're going to be taking a bit of a break over the summer. I mean, definitely we'll still have a full team um, here to answer any of your questions, but um, yeah, so definitely join us for that. That's going to be a fun conversation for sure. Um, thanks everyone uh, for watching and listening. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Odette. And thanks to our special guest today, Julie DeRoshi. Thanks for everyone. Thank Bye. you. It was great. <laughs>